Hello and welcome to Men in Progress, a podcast of United Methodist Men of Treach. And it's part of the uh, Life Plus God podcast series from Treach Memorial United Methodist Church uh, here in Flower Mound, Texas. So I'm your host, Dave Casey, longtime member of the men's group here at Treach, and uh, really just one of the many men or knuckleheads, I guess, that are trying to uh, live out our faith and grow in our relationship with, with Jesus Christ. So for centuries, uh, Christians have been you know, carefully instructed when and where and how we're supposed to worship. And these instructions started in the Bible, but since then, every denomination seems to have uh, different rules and regulations on how to do that, and including some we really don't agree with. If you look at Matthew 18, 20, uh, Jesus said, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I will be also. He doesn't say this has to be in a building or in a chapel, a cathedral, or any of those kind of places. So why can't it be on a boat? okay, or uh, on the golf course, or even on a Peloton. So to help me answer that question, I'm joined by three of my brothers from Treach, and this is, this is very scary given these three, but it's uh, Kevin Cummings, uh, Chuck Mosley, and Jody Turnbow. Well, guys, welcome to Men in Progress. Thanks for having us, Dave. Yeah, Thanks, Dave. glad to be here. Yeah, this is going to be, oh, this is going to be interesting. Anyway, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, so we, we have a, I know we have a golfer represented and I know we have a, a, a mountain biker represented and I don't know what Kevin does for, for exercise, but grocery store, grocery store. Oh, that's a great place to preach. He's uh, quite the golfer too. Yeah. Is he good? Is don't he? Let him oh, understand. okay. Okay. He looks like a golfer, you know? So anyway, I've got a, I've got a f- first question right here. So do you guys feel any way restricted about where you can worship? So I'm going to start with Jody. Thank you, Dave. Uh, no, I don't, actually. And um, I have, you know, whether I'm, when, when I'm riding on the road, I typically don't listen to anything. I really want to hear the sounds of the crazy people driving beside me, yeah. just in case they have a different opinion. Of the screeching brakes and, yeah. Screeching brakes and, hey, you, get off the street, you know, those type things. Um, however, when I'm in a gym, uh, either on a bike, on a pe- you don't have to be on a Peloton or, or on a, a treadmill. I, I routinely do listen podcast, and well, good. You'll, you'll want to tee this one up then for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah. I do. These 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 have got me through some nice runs. <laughs> so, uh, and you could tee it up, and you can do your devotional while you're on it. I've done it several times, um, going through my devotional as I'm running in place or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I, I find it absolutely um, a good use of your time. Uh, as opposed to listening to your same playlist that you've listened to 200 times, yeah. Yeah. is listening to uh, you know something that's going to help you. Sometimes it's just a podcast on making yourself better from one of the more spiritual, you know, <laughs> not 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 some of the other ones. So like Joe Rogan, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I've never listened to him. Oh, actually. Well, yeah. I don't want to get you started. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm this, good. This is a this is a uh, a church uh, sponsored podcast we're on here, so. <laughs> So, Chuck, it's a little different on a golf course because you're, you're generally in a company of others, right? Well, that, that's true. Um, you have a unique opportunity to worship uh, or, or to bring up the, uh, the topic of, uh, of God and Jesus because you have, you have people uh, away from uh, pretty much all distractions for four to five to six hours. Uh, and interesting, inter- interestingly enough... You will hear God's name yelled several times while you're out there. Um, I'm not sure it's always in the right light, uh-huh. but uh, you do hear that. But it, it's a it's a 
you know, it's a time, you, you know, we're always told pray uh, without ceasing. Um, when you're playing golf, sometimes there there's a moment you have. Uh, golf courses typically tend to be beautifully manicured places. There, There's a lot to appreciate, maybe a sun rising or a sun setting, uh, just beauty all around you, and it's a time when you can really thank God. I've done it many times standing mm-hmm. on a putting green. Yeah, that's and, yeah. and not just in supplication that hey please this thanks one for not has letting me three putt yes <laughs> again well the other thing I'm jealous of you be, about being a non golfer so I I can probably count on two hands the number of rounds of golf I've done in my entire life uh, so if you notice when we have the Honey Dudes tournament I'm I'm the hamburger guy I'm nowhere near the golf clubs or anything like that <laughs> that's an important guy yeah it is important yeah so uh, but it's interesting because one of the things about golf it's it's uh, it's not only kind of universal um, every socioeconomic, you know, uh, level and everywhere in the world. I mean, literally you can play golf on every continent, I think, even, I think, including Antarctica. So, uh, it's, uh, one of those things that, uh, if you talk about an opportunity to, uh, to reach out and get the message out, you know, you've got an opportunity with golf, you know, no matter where you go. Sometimes people don't think about the, the sport itself. It's, it's the only sport you'll, you'll imagine where players call penalties on themselves. Yeah. So it's, it's largely about integrity uh, and, and honesty, and, uh, and, and you're not playing each other nearly as much as you are the golf course. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a battle within yourself, and that might, might seem uh, – you might see some parallels to that in Christianity, sure, right? Sure, so. so, Kevin, i got a little different question for you. So, um, well, of course. I've yeah, been okay. sitting here preparing for yeah, that other yeah, question. That's why time. I did this and, <laughs> and why I purposely made you go last. So, so anyway, why do you think – and I've seen this firsthand, but why do you think so many people feel like they can only worship in spur- certain places under certain rules? You know, worship is set aside for Sunday. Worship is – in the sanctuary, you know, that kind of thing. Tradition. tradition. And I really think it's done um, a disservice to the great commandment to yeah. go and make all nations, yeah. right? Yeah. And so when you only limit it to a building, how am I talking to the lady, Miss Vicky, at the cheese counter at Kroger? You guys thought I was joking, but yeah. I, Laurie walked in there with me uh, a while back, and after getting halfway through the store, she said, is there anybody in here you don't know and don't know their kids? <laughs> Come on, are you running for mayor or something? See, I want to so, go shopping with you. This is this has got to be interesting. Well, it, it's it's interesting because after eight ten years, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that I've shared with people that sure. is very personal. And, yeah. and lady that got over COVID, but she still has to be on a respirator once a week. And wow. it's like, wow. you know, hey, I'm praying for yeah. you. Yeah. Well, that kind of draws people into. You always tell me you're praying for me. Yeah. What what's going on with you and? And prayer, you know, and, yeah. and it gives you the opportunity to actually testify. So tradition is not a, uh, it's not holding you back. It doesn't nope. sound like, you know. Not even a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. I, either you guys, uh, Jody or Chuck, do you have an opinion why why we are tied to, you know, coming to church and preaching, or pre- not preaching, but worshiping here? Yeah, I, I think tradition is probably the main reason. But, you know, it's that part of that you want to be led and you want to do it right. You know, you don't want to do it wrong, uh, so you just feel like when you're in the, in church and the minister is leading or the Sunday school class leading you, that's that's the proper place to do it. You know, in, in my case, sometimes, you know, you, you could get a little lazy, right, and say, okay, I'm going to go to church and let someone minister to me as opposed to, you know, do take it outside the church and um, share it with others, to your point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I was going to mention, you know, to your point about, you know, uh, you can minister anywhere. Th one of the other ministries I see out is in triathlons. There's a try for him. Wow. So there's a whole group. Unaware and, of that. Yeah. yeah. So they all have, I mean, they all have, you know, matching, matching uh, uniforms that they use in because you swim and bike and run in the yeah, same Yeah. So thing. the tri suit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a try for him. And that's a form of testimony and, a, and witness because you can walk up to those people, hey, great, great job. And, you know, God bless you. And it's received. And it's just an outward, uh, without having to say anything, showing that, you know, even though I'm, it may be Sunday and I'm not at church, but I am here for him. And I've, I've always liked the fact that it, it's, I've seen very young to very old in the same, in the same uh, jersey. And yeah. I always admired him. Yeah. Don't you also think it, it depends on where somebody is in their path? Because when I go to church, it's to recharge my batteries for when I'm not at church. Whereas somebody yeah. that's just starting to learn about Jesus needs to be in church. Well, and there's a lot of aspects of church. You know, we've got, um, you know, within worship, you've got music, which is a, an important component. And I know people that uh, they won't miss church because of the music part. I mean, that's just their thing. Uh, and when you actually think about using the facility, and we're blessed with with a, a nice facility at Treach. Uh, and a few years ago, we built our family life center and it has a basketball court, right? Mm -hmm. And it turns out um, the research that, you know, that uh, basically I'm sure the Methodist church has, but anybody that, uh, that builds buildings for churches knows that um, uh, sports and music are the two things that draw people to a church. Now, once they get there, there's got to be a message that's mm -hmm. you know worth that resounds with them, I think. But uh, it's it's interesting that those are the the things that draw people in initially a lot of times. So I think having an active sports ministry, which we do, and then uh, with upward and and adult sports, pickleball is turned into a religion. I think at this point, it's, <laughs> it's, not, a, it's not a basketball court. So, pickleball court now. yeah, it is now a pickleball court. It's been <laughs> repurposed. Name over there. Yeah, it's crazy. But you so, know, to your point about where two where two are. Uh, are gathered, I am there with you. That, I, to your point about it getting recharged, I think that is an excellent place to, you know, witness mm -hmm. reach is outside the church if they may be intimidated about coming in, you know, because, you know, here I am by myself and don't know how I'm going to be received. So, Correct. You know, yeah. Always taking that opportunity. And to your point, sports is a good place to yeah. do it. Well, I just think of it, you know, it's a common interest, inviting right? somebody to play pickleball, and it happens to be at our church. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, uh, I think that's a natural type of thing. Um, you know, it, it, I think there are, uh, there's still probably a mindset with some people that, uh, I mean, I've just got to go to a church, and I think that might get in the way of their faith in some point, in some way. They're just saying, you know, I can't. I, I don't really reconcile that. So, Chuck, I got a great answer, a question for you. I, I hopefully I have a great answer for oh, you good. too. But you know, oh, wow. so um, Can you start with the answer. <laughs> <laughs> and you talked a little bit about it on the golf course, but um, how about on the lake when you're on the lake? Mm -hmm. what, how does that? You know, um, I'm, I'm I, I fished a lot when I was a kid. I've, I've played golf uh, more days than I would like to admit. Uh, well, you are in sales. Back. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's <laughs> true. And I'm getting back into fishing in, in a pretty big way. But I, I find a lot of parallels in that same way in that I'm going to go out and I'm going to spend four hours, let's say, uh, just mano y mano with uh, a buddy. Uh, and and during that four hours, it's not going to all talk about fish. Okay, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna devolve into certain things. But it's uh, it's a great chance 
and uh, and my friends know how I feel about God and and and, and that I've been saved and um, we talk about this a lot. Uh, but out when you're fishing, you have nothing to distract you other than the obvious. Yeah. Uh, same way with golf, and and it, and, it, and again, it's another time to appreciate your health, to appreciate the beauty around you, and uh, usually. Anyone you're with, unless they're just having a really bad day, will will just be in agreement with you. You find a back to the sports thing. You you find a connection with people. Uh, if you see a guy that gets up in front of United Methodist men and talks and and does a devotional, some men have an opinion of that guy. But then when they go out and connect with him on a golf course or or, or on a boat or you know some some in some sport, uh, it's a different level of connection. And they 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 say, hey, you know what? It's okay to get up in front of guys and cry and give a devotional. It's okay to do that. Yeah, yeah. Very cool, very cool. So, um, Jody, do you think there's um, – is there are, are there advantages in worshiping in what we'll call an unconventional way? You know, you mentioned kind of that solitude when, when you're on the bike or uh, – you know, as opposed, I guess, to going to corporate worship, where we you know, worship on Sunday morning. Oh, I, I, I definitely think there is. You know, as you mentioned, uh, mountain biking is one of the things I like to do, and it's, it's a communion. I mean, it's to your point, it's beautiful out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're out. I, I absolutely don't wear headphones or anything like that when I'm out. You know, I, I want to hear what's going on around me, as far as just the sound of the forest. Uh, same thing when we're walking. Uh, North Shore, if, if no one's been up here on, at Grapevine, is is fantastic. I mean, if and if you really want to, to Chuck's point, if you want to walk and have a conversation, that, I mean, there's several places where you can sit. You overlook the lake, yeah. And if you don't think God is great, I mean, uh, there's just no other place. Yeah, and, and it, it just. It's just like a uh, like a chill that runs down you almost that you just feel that energy from it. Yeah. No, that's because it's 105 everywhere else, but 95 <laughs> there by the lake. Yeah. It is. Yeah. There is a cool breeze coming in. Uh, so uh, I I do think um, you know just like you know uh, the apostles were you know chased kind of out of Jerusalem and spread the word in Acts. I I, I think worship is the same way for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not chased out of our church, obviously, but we are meant to take it with us out. And I feel more comfortable personally if I'm connecting on something that I enjoy, you know, that's relatively good for you, right? Sure. Working out, sure. golfing, or or, uh, or uh, fishing, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. yeah. And then sharing that with my testimony, you know. Uh, mm. Mountain biking has gotten me through some tough times. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome. I, I've had to work some stuff out on yeah. the bike, uh, yeah. and I needed to. Yeah, that's... Boy, that's great. What an advantage, you know, to, to have that. So, so Kevin, I'll kind of flip this around on you and just say, do you think there are di- some disadvantages maybe of unconventional worship? No. Or you don't see any disadvantages? I really don't. Because yeah. if, if, if we're going to try to put God in a box, well, that, <laughs> that worked really well at, 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 yeah. the, at the sea church for a long time, and then you start having Protestants to go, no, no, no our God's a little different than yours. We can fit him in this box. Well, if you're looking for a perfect church, you're never going to find one. Right. And so I don't think the church is the only place. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I, I can see that. You know, the, the, the thing that I think about is um, there's something to do with corporate, you know, worship. I think that's uh, in, in a Methodist church, we're intentionally a connectional church. So we try to connect people um, on a lot of different levels. I think some of it is interest. So again, the sports ministry or something like that. 
there's a small group, you know, uh, and many, many churches have a small group kind of uh, feel just because a church can get really big and really impersonal, you mm-hmm. know, and to get to where you could go on Sunday morning and only recognize a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so I think that's what you know, Sunday school is about. That's what small groups, uh, life groups at our church mm-hmm. uh, is an example. Um, so there's, and again, and those aren't necessarily um, conventional. I think that that's the difference. I think that there's been over the years, uh, I think, you know, the, the Christian church started out meeting in homes way, you know, the first century. Right. Uh, and then we kind of grew into cathedrals, and now we're kind of getting back to homes, which is, I think, a good, a good trajectory, you know, from oh, what yeah. I've seen. What I've seen. So, you know, and you guys come to church. I've seen you here at church. So I, I do know you do you do show up on Sundays. Uh, well, some of us do. But, but, I didn't uh, know you were watching. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've got a little. Roll back I got there, a little. Exactly. I got a little sure clicker. To talk to you, Dave. I'm here. It's been two months. I haven't seen Turnbow. I wonder what the heck, the heck he's doing on Sunday mornings. But, but uh, presently, we're really living, and we can see this. Uh, we're living in a time when our church membership and attendance is down. Um, and you know, a lot of that was COVID. A lot of people, you know, started worshiping online, mm-hmm. uh, and just never went back to coming back to church. Um, and then. Um, but then there's there's uh, there's but just overall, I think all mainline churches are seeing a decline in membership, and uh, and over time, you know, it's it's we we're in the Bible Belt, so I think we saw it kind of last. Uh, I grew up in the Northeast, and in many many churches in the Northeast have shrunk and shrunk and shrunk every year, uh, where we were growing, you know, here at Treach. And I think we've kind of peaked, we've leveled off, and now I think we're shrinking a bit, you know, when you look at it. It uh, doesn't mean the people that are still coming are not any less dedicated, but, I mean, it's just a... And, and uh, I don't know, what, what do you think, Chuck? Do you think that might be people are finding other ways to worship? I, I, I do. Um, I think, and uh, I don't believe I'm alone in this uh, thought, that uh, too many people, or, or a lot of people, it's not my job to say how many, a lot of people have always felt they come to church, and, and the pastor, he's the church. You know, so yeah. lay it off on Daniel. Okay, and that's, that's not fair to Daniel. That's not fair to any pastor. Yes, he's our leader. Yes, he's going to deliver a great message and does a, an excellent job with that. However, that's not the church. Yeah. Church is the connections made and the people and the strength of all of that and, 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 and where that occurs. Um uh, my my and and you guys my Mayus reunion group is very important to me. Any small group, uh, shout out to my WNBSers uh, Wednesday night Bible study group. They're yeah. they're yeah. Uh, they're they're a great part of uh, my faith journey, and uh, I think that that is uh, it, we were on to that. The, the you know Daniel's leadership and the Methodist Church was on to the small group uh, revival, and, and I think it was working and is working well. But uh, we're going to have COVID. Has changed the world. It's changed the, the the business world immensely. It's changed the uh, you know the way we all worship, and we're going to have to remember what makes a church, uh, and and we're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, these are you know the, the you know there's no there's no quitting here. We've got to just figure it out. Yep. And there's going to be there's disagreements on on what to do and how to do it, and there always will be, and that's okay. That's constructive as long as people. Uh, hash it out, but but if we worshipped on a golf course, yeah, well, let me ask, let me let me let me flip this for a moment. You guys have all been in the retreats we've gone to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the retreats changed my life. 
Right. So uh, being out, yeah, more so even than Emmaus, uh, wow. being out on the wow. just at a retreat with a bunch of guys that uh, you hear things you'll, you'll not hear anywhere else. Yeah. Well, you certainly get to know people on yes. a different level. Yes. And that's really part of the next question that, that, uh, that I have. And, Kevin, I'll ask you on this. But, you know, you see people on Sunday morning, hi, how are you, how things going? And you may know their wife and kids and, and so on. But um, it, it's, it's kind of superficial in a lot of, t- a lot of ways with some people, you know, and then, but there are you know, groups within groups. So I think a honey dudes is a great example that Kevin was the, the founder of the father of honey dudes. However you want to put that, I'll put a shameless plug in for honey dudes. We should do a whole podcast on honey dudes Shout as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so, but that was an opportunity really for men to work together. And I think intentionally on your part, a lot of times men that don't really know each other well, and you would kind of say, oh, well, this guy, yeah, he needs to know Casey. So I'll put them on, you know, go fix this leaky toilet or whatever. Uh, but so, I mean, that's that's a form of evangelism. I guess it's, it's pretty wild. That's that uh, uh, pray constantly, sometimes use words. Well, that, that, that's a very powerful prayer for the lady that we're working for. Sure, okay? sure. But the side prayers are the ones that caught me by surprise. Okay, what you're talking about, yeah. relationship with other men that grow strong, and yeah. they, hey, give us something. We need to go. Uh, you know, I haven't seen Dave in a while. I, I, I got to go do another hunting dudes. Yeah, yeah. And that's their excuse, right? Uh, just like when we started taking the kids with us and we started teaching our sons how to be better husbands later in life. Yeah, it, yeah. It, those were the things that I picked up afterwards. So, I, I mean, I can go off on honey dudes, so I'm going to try to tap yeah. the brakes. But, <laughs> yes, anytime you have an opportunity – um, to put people to where they spend time together doing something that they like or enjoy even. Uh, did a couple of honey dude things we really did not enjoy or like. <laughs> but um, but you know what? We went and had a, a, a cold beer or a cold Coca-Cola afterwards yeah, and, yeah. And, and got to laughing. And uh, the bartender and all the regulars looked over at us and they all start going, what's What's honey dudes? Yeah, what do you guys do with those shirts then? It is really <laughs> so, funny. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, and I'm, I'm remiss because for our listeners, I'll let people know a little bit about this. But this is a ministry that's been going on for how many years now? A dozen at least? At least. A, at least. And, uh, and really, I think it started when, uh, when we had a, a significant number of, uh, of guys that were deployed in the military. And then there's always uh, older ladies that may live alone and, and have just, you know, struggles or, or needs in terms of just home maintenance, you know, and just basic stuff. And Kevin had the vision to say, hey, why can't we put together a group of guys to address that? And uh, so we send them out. It's like uh, Noah and the Ark, two by two, and you send out <laughs> and, and you go out and do minor repairs, a little yard maintenance, a little a little plumbing. Uh, you know, we don't we don't put additions on homes, although we've been asked to yes, do that, have. I think. so. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things that uh, it's just a needed ministry and – it was one of those things. Well, why has this never been done before? But uh, and it's grown. It's blown up. I mean, it's 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 much larger than than. Uh, How than, many times in the Bible does does uh, Jesus mention the orphans and the widows? Yeah, right? yeah. James one twenty seven. Baby, See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> ask the man that knows. <laughs> so, but um, so let me ask you this. Um, and you guys touched on this a little bit, but I'll ask you, Jody. Um, when you're with a group of guys that you may know from church, mm-hmm. but you're in a non-traditional setting, I mean, you're watching a ball game, you're doing something together, um, do you ever feel God's presence in that kind of scenario? Oh, a- yeah. absolutely. 
Yeah, and, and I would say that, you know, just to take that uh, to another place, you know, I, I, you guys have seen, you know, uh, T. Good spoke at one of our Methodist men's, and, yeah. and he, and I, he and I worked together. Uh, when he and I are together in a room with people, um, and we talk, and people see that, you know, we share a common bond other than the fact that we work at the same business. He and I are both Christians, and yep. we're very comfortable about talking about it. Uh, you know, and, and we may not be directly ministering to someone or thing like that, but, you know, we're talking about how our lives are more complete, you know, with our spirituality. Sure. Uh, there's going to be another um, gentleman from my work that's going to speak at another one of our meetings, and, and he, too, is a guy that we share our faith with. So, wow. yeah, I've, I've been in those dynamics, uh, not at a sporting event, uh, although I have, but I, I can better relate to work. Uh, that yep. I've been in the dynamic with other men who I know are spiritually uh, active, uh, you know, and, and, and it just pours out of them. And yeah. I, I pick up a little bit and other people do. And then you take that opportunity to, you know, I would say uh, fold it in to work to a point where it's not uh, in your face and it's not uncomfortable, but it's like, hey, these guys are pretty nice, you know, and they get along pretty well. There's something going on, yeah. and, and they share a faith, you know, and, and it's a bond because all of us sure. don't work out together. We don't, all don't do same interests, but we do have that interest, and we build off that. So that would be my um, that would be my experience with that. I think, yeah. and I, and I'm lucky enough to have it quite often. Yeah, with, and you're, with, you're with lucky to have it at work because there's some people that work in organizations where that's just verboten. I mean, you just can't do that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, what what a great opportunity. So I got a final question. We'll go around the horn on this one and. Uh, <laughs> And just and this is uh, think about this. I'll get back to Jody last since he just spoke, but I'll start with uh, with Chuck. Can you think of a specific God moment uh, when you were actually either on the golf course, in the boat, somewhere that, that that just struck you and just said, "Wow, this is this is this hit me." Well, uh, yeah, I can think of many on the golf course, and I can think of quite a few fishing. You know, I'm uh, I'm not like these two young dudes here. Uh, <laughs> we uh, when, when I get together with some of my buddies, uh, I've played golf with these guys since I was nine years old, uh, literally. And wow. uh, so we thank God for uh, allowing us to get through another eighteen yeah. holes because it's a, it's a health thing. All the knees and hips are working. <laughs> yes, but, but in, in, uh, the most the, probably the most striking one to me, and it is it is business related. Unfortunately, but uh, this is a guys group, right? Yeah, guys yeah. podcast. It was in a bar. Okay, yeah. I've, you know, I, I'm I've shocked. Been, I'm shocked. There, I tell you, know, <laughs> I've been there before. Uh, it wasn't my first time, but we were hunched over the bar, and this was a. I worked for a company based in London, and you and you described them head on. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not a topic that no. comes up no. ever for any reason. Uh, but the guy said to me, "This is a good friend of mine. He uh, he he was needing to unload. He needed to unload. You could tell he had yeah. a heavy weight on his shoulders. But he asked me, he said, you 'You're a Christian, aren't you?'" And uh, that was uh, the probably, <clears throat> excuse me, that was probably the biggest compliment anyone ever gave to me. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. Wow, that's fantastic. Wow. And then, then we had the conversation, and yeah. uh, and that devolved into uh, it was very interesting. You know? But uh, but he <laughs> needed he needed a Christian to talk to. You bet. And you were there, and that's perfect. If yeah. I could dovetail off that, yeah. you know, uh, our our, com- our company's big in, in all the states and everything else. We're not international or anything, but it. It's happened more than once uh, where people come into Texas, and I don't know if it's just because it's Texas or whatever, but, you know, they've remarked, you Southerners, as they say, yeah. you're so much more comfortable talking about your faith than going to church sure. than what I'm used to hearing. Yeah, 
That's the Bible Belt. Yeah, you know? and, yeah. and you know, I, yeah. I really don't know it any different, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, I, I, I definitely don't want to portray that I've always talked about church, and I'm going to church, and I'm you know, leading yeah. a Bible study or anything yeah. like that. That's, that's not what I'm saying. You but know, walk in the office holding a cross out in front of you. <laughs> right. and, you know. Sprinkling holy water. <laughs> yeah. Sprinkling holy water. Um, but uh, I, I, I do think, you know, uh, in the South, we're, 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 it is a little bit different to your point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the office I'm in, again, uh, you know, there are people who don't, don't mind sharing, sharing their faith. Yeah. Again, not in a standing up in the middle of the break room uh, delivering a sermon, but you know, just in the subtle niceties of being a human. <laughs> or being as, as Chuck alluded to, just somebody one on one. Somebody knows if they have a you know if they have a need, they'll know there's somebody they can go to. I, I've definitely had the bar yeah, yeah, um, yeah, story yeah, as well. I yeah. mean, I've, I've definitely pre- person you know after. And I said, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Yep. I See, felt like it, I helped this individual. At, and that at was both of those thing. bars, I was taking roll. I was there. I can vouch. They were there. <laughs> this, well, this was in London. You could have been there. Yeah. Uh, hey, real quick, uh, I'm going to dovetail on it also. Uh, our company motto or, or statement starts with Reader Distributors is a Christian-based family-owned wow. company. Cool. And I get to wear it on my sleeve. Yeah, that's neat. And it just, it really changes it, Gary Reader does Bible studies once a month, except the summertime, in the break room. Wow. wow. Okay. That's, that's neat. You know, interstate batteries like that. You it's know, it's it, fantastic. It's been, it's been a, a large organization that's uh, kind of followed that same same mode. Now, do you have, like, you know, the guys with the company trucks? I mean, do they have, you know, <laughs> you got to be careful how you drive because it says that as the tagline? Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they all know if they drive a company truck, they're in a different set of rules than all the rest of us that drive our personal vehicles. <laughs> Something to be I, said I, for having a personal yes, vehicle. Yes, there is. So uh, I wanted to comment on, yeah. the, on the knowing a God moment, yeah, and it's just yeah. as bright as day. So for about three, this was 20-something years ago, For it seemed like three months, every day I'm saying, God, I know you can do this. Just talk to me once. Just once. Come on. You can do it. Right? You want to know what kind of, yeah. You want to know what kind of sense of humor God has? Uh, we support uh, a mission like Uganda Shoe Tree, and Laurie was inside, and she's praying, God, if you want me to give to Uganda Shoe Tree, you're going to have to give me some kind of a message. And when I walk into my house, I walk over and give my wife a kiss and say, how are you doing? How was your day? Something like that. I walked into the house and I said, hey, you going to give to Uganda Shoe Tree or not? And she goes, I can't believe you just I was just looking said for that. a sign. I was looking for a sign. And then I'm sitting there going, oh, you'll talk through me, but you won't talk to me. What a great sense of humor. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great one to close out. That is it's incredible. Well, I, I actually... I thought you were going to all get to answer that question. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, well, that's right, because yeah. we, we, uh, we... You started... You were last. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm yeah. last. You yeah. dovetailed in there, but that's all right. You, you, you get, you, you get your, uh, your moment in the sun yeah. here. So, um, and, and, and I, I would say that the moments I have aren't like those, you know, big moments where clouds are parting and sun's shining on you. I, I mean, this morning, I will share that on a ride, uh, I saw a coyote... I almost got hit by deer, then go around the corner and see a little armadillo going across. Wow. And my thought was, oh, my gosh, thank you, God. You're in a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the coyote wasn't chasing the deer in this one. Yeah. And the deer didn't die either. No one died, so yeah, it really no wasn't died. a Disney movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just those moments right there, I think, to your point about this podcast and what we're talking about, if, if, you're, if you're in that mindset, you know, you're, you're, you're allowing yourself – yeah, you're open to it. Yeah, to be open yeah. to just the glory. 
Yeah. The glory will shine on you. Yeah. And, and, it, and it won't be, like I said, that big moment or anything, but uh, sometimes it is. But uh, a lot of times it's all around you all the time. It's just up to us to recognize. And the more that I feel like I recognize and acknowledge, the more it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's For awesome. Sure. Well, I think we answered the question in that, uh, you know, you don't, have to, uh, you don't have to worship in a church. You don't have to worship in a pew. Uh, you know, it's the opportunities are, are, are endless out there. And I think the opportunities are um, not just for us, but it's for others that we encounter as well. So I think, and of course, you guys epitomize that, that, that you guys are always looking for ways to help other people with no expectation of, of return on your part. So, uh, so there you have it, uh, uh, Men in Progress. Uh, we hope you were blessed in some way of our discussion and will join us again for our next one. I really want to thank my brothers from Treats, Chuck Mosley, Jody Turnbow, and Kevin Cummings for joining me and to the church production team that uh, allows us to put this on. So as it says in Proverbs, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. That's really the whole purpose behind this podcast is to really just get a bunch of knuckleheads together and, uh, you know, and so we can talk <laughs> to each other, support each other. Yeah, check, check, check. It's all around the table here. Uh, and, and we're really just trying to become better fathers, better husbands, better leaders, and, and better men. So I'm Dave Pacey, and we'll see you next time. This episode of the Men in Progress podcast is sponsored by Treach Memorial United Methodist Church, where our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're in or near Flower Mound, Texas on any Sunday morning, we would love to welcome you to any of the Treat services. Or you can follow our services anytime on our Facebook page or at tmumc.org.